We go to the orthopedic clinic phone line where we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Again, kind enough to spend some time with us on this Tuesday. Ferg, as always, we appreciate the interview. How are things in your world? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing very well. And, of course, Auburn basketball doing very well after their win in Oxford, Mississippi, Saturday night. And, Ferg, again, the second half alone, 56 points for the Tigers, shot 73% from the field take us behind kind of the anatomy of an offense or offensive half of basketball like that yeah i mean it was it was a phenomenal game for auburn and i think what they did was they got janai broom rolling early and then just let everything play off of that um janai had an incredible second half not just scoring but you know creating he had seven assists in this game which was a, a career high for him just a phenomenal game and, and just inside out um Ole Miss did not have um, anybody who could really hang with him long-term. Musa Cisse is a decent center, uh, their transfer center they had, but without Jamarian Sharp, uh, their backup center, they really were having to go play small ball at times, kind of got overloaded, and Auburn just kicked it in you know, to their, to their front court and let both Janai Broom and Jalen Williams go to work. Um, and then you know, when Ole Miss over-pursued and double-teamed and – you know, it created wide open shots for other guys. And so they knocked him down. Auburn played really well. They attacked the basket, got a ton of paint touches. We're the stronger, more physical, more in shape team in the second half. They wore Ole Miss down and just kept hammering away at the paint and, and creating off of that. So phenomenal half of basketball. You're not going to see a better offensive half against a quality opponent, especially away from home um, like that. Uh, it was It was a phenomenal. From Auburn, but it all starts uh, with with Jani Broom and and, and and everybody playing off of him. Ferg, a lot of a lot of noise being made about the fact that up to this point, Auburn didn't have a quad one win. Uh, what does it mean that they finally have that kind of that big time win? And second, uh, kind of give a refresher course on what quad one means and and sure. all and what what the net rankings mean as a whole. Yeah, so the net is it was. Been, it's been around for a few years now. It's what replaced the RPI uh, for, you know, basically NCAA tournament purposes. The selection committee uses that as kind of its biggest, you know, way to rank teams, rule teams, grade teams. You know, use them as a as a comparison point. And so what the net does is that it is it is a it is kind of a combination of kind of like what you see from Kempom or T Rank or some of these other ones where it's like it it tells you how good you've done this year, but it also looks ahead. It kind of is predictive as well as it is, you know, kind of looking back. And, you know, a quad one win is basically, um, I hope I get these numbers right again, uh, it's like one through 35 at home. If you play a team in net, one through 35 at home, uh, one through 50 on neutral site, and one through 75 or 70, something like that on the road, that is a quad one game. And those weigh the most. Um, it is it is the best measurement of saying who you beat, um, you know, and then, and um, you know that's a, that's one where a lot of a lot of elite teams get compared. What do they do against quad one games? Now Auburn has not played very many quad one games this year, um, and that's kind of hurt them a little bit. Um, but I think it's more to do with the fact that like a team like Arkansas or a team like USC or Virginia Tech aren't as good as we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. So Auburn's got a low number of quad one games that they played. They are the best team in America in quad two games, which is a, which is a really, you know, it helps out a lot. Um, but they finally get this quad one win, good road win against Ole Miss. Tomorrow night against Alabama's quad one game. Florida on the road's quad one game. South Carolina at home could end up being close to a quad one game when it's all said and done. So Auburn's going to have plenty of these opportunities. 
to really, really boost their resume. And it was good for them to finally get it. You know, Auburn has built a strong resume without it, which is a really good sign. Um, but, you know, it, it's always good to go ahead and get one uh, out of the way, especially on the road. And uh, Auburn's going to have a lot more opportunities to stack them up here in the next few weeks. Of course, a lineup change that Bruce Pearl has made over the last few games has been uh, to insert Trey Donaldson into the starting lineup and have Aiden Holloway come off the bench. How has Aiden Holloway responded to that, and is that something that you expect to see potentially for the rest of the season? I think Aiden's handled it well. I mean, I think Aiden's played some better ball these last couple games coming off the bench. Um, I think he's a really good fit with a guy like Katie Johnson, with a guy like Chad Baker-Mazzara, playing with them, playing with Dylan Cardwell. He brings a little bit more outside shooting to that um, to that role, that threat. He's a really good assist-turnover ratio guy. Um, but just bottom line is Trey Dawson has been playing better uh, than him over the last few weeks. And so Auburn, you know, Bruce Pearl did the did did the thing that you know any good coach would do in that situation is you know make a tough call, make that adjustment, uh, and and it's worked out. Trey's been playing really well. Um, Aiden, I think, is you know we talked to Bruce Pearl today. He said he thought that. Aiden's really enjoyed playing with some different guys here in this rotation. And here's the thing about Aiden Holloway. I mean, you hear five-star and you think he's going to come in and be all-world right off the bat. And it just hasn't been the case with Aiden. Now, he has played well in some areas, but it's just shot hasn't fallen like we thought it would at the beginning of the year. But Aiden Holloway, I mean, I tell guys all the time, like if you, if you watch him at practice, you watch him, you know, uh, interact with his teammates, you probably wouldn't expect him to be a five-star. Because um, he just doesn't carry himself that way. He just carries himself like one of the guys, and I think you know he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Um, he 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 obviously wishes he'd be sh- he was shooting better right now, and he obviously wishes he would be a starter right now because that's just what a competitor does. But um, I do think this is a, a kid who has accepted this role really well, and uh, he's still providing plenty of value um, because you know even coming off the bench in a Bruce Pearl system, you still could end up playing seventeen, eighteen, you know, even twenty plus minutes a night. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports. Also, Ferg, when we look ahead to the big Alabama game tomorrow night in Neville Arena, what can Auburn learn from their very close defeat in Coleman Coliseum a few weeks ago? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I'm actually writing that story for tomorrow at the Observer. But you look at it, you look at the first matchup, Auburn got into some turnover issues early, um, gave Alabama some easier opportunities on the road. Um, you know, to kind of get out and run and score, you got to cut those down. Rebounding really let them down in the second half. Alabama had a lot of second chance points, especially down the stretch. You know, that game missed opportunities for Auburn. That's going to be key uh, for them. And you know, Bruce Pearl is going to be preaching the importance of defensive rebounding in a big game. Um, you know, that's going to be that's going to be key. And then just bottom line, I mean, I think Chad Baker Mazar had the best answer to this because when I asked him, I said, "Well, hey, what what can you guys do differently from the first game to this game?" He just looked at me and said hit more shots. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. Auburn did not hit jumpers in that game in Tuscaloosa. Had a very cold night shooting. So what do they do? Last week, shoot the ball better against Vanderbilt. Obviously, they they shot the lights out uh, against, against Ole Miss. I mean, even with that slower first half, Auburn was shooting really well from deep in that game. So they bring that to the table tomorrow night. They lock down a little better on defense, uh, and then they make sure that they take care of the ball playing in their own building, they'll have a good chance to win this game. Um, but, you know, Alabama's going to play with a lot of confidence. They're number one in the league for a reason. They shoot with no fear. They score with no fear. They're going to be a really tough matchup for sure. But I think for Auburn, you know, they came out of that game against Tuscal- in Tuscaloosa saying, hey, we didn't play anywhere near our best game, and we, and we lost a close one. We know we can be a lot better, and they're going to need it tomorrow night. 
Ferg, you talked about that Auburn defense in that last question. Uh, Alabama's coming in with Mark Sears, one of the best scorers in the SEC. How does what does Auburn need to do to slow him down? I mean, they they got to they got to take it to you know look at Denver Jones and Katie Johnson and say, hey, we, we're going to need you. Um, you know, the you, the thing with Mark Sears, he's a great shooter. He's a great scorer, downhill scorer, drives to the basket very well. Um, what they want to do uh, with Mark Sears, what Alabama likes to do with Mark Sears is just, hey, run him through screens, on ball, off ball, work, get him in a lot of action and get him open. So for Denver Jones and Katie Johnson, who are probably going to be the primary defenders on him, uh, depending on you know what time they're in the game, it's going to be straight up like, hey, you're going to have to fight. <laughs> you're going to have to fight through a lot of junk. You're going to have to fight through a lot of stuff because the last thing you want to do, I think, is switch a ton or – have to play zone. You don't want to play zone against this Alabama defense because I mean this Alabama offense because they shoot so well. But you don't want to get in a situation where you know you're switching a ton or you're feeling like uh, Alabama can go and get whatever matchup they want, get in favorable spots, and let Sears go to the basket on you. So I think for guys like Denver Jones and, and Katie Johnson, it's just hey, you know, buckle up the proverbial chin strap because it is going to be a very very tough matchup. But they know that if you know. Uh, Mark Sears is below his average. Uh, Auburn's got a much better chance to win this game. So I think it's going to be a lot on those guards just to kind of muscle up and play some tough defense. And you alluded to it a a little bit earlier in our conversation, Ferg, but of course this is an incredibly tough month for Auburn basketball. Four of their six remaining opponents are ranked. The other two are at Florida and at Georgia. Clearly tough places to play. Uh, I know this question is very subjective, but what – what will constitute a good month of Auburn basketball in your mind? You know, I think if I think a good month of Auburn basketball coming up will be if they continue to win out at home, they stay undefeated at home, and you know don't don't win out, you know don't win everything you got on the road, but take a couple of these on the road. Um, you get you get Florida coming up next week. You um, you, you play Georgia uh, on the road, um, and then you also have Georgia at home as well. Uh, you know, coming up. Um, you got Tennessee on the road, which is going to be brutal. You got Missouri towards the end of the year on the road as well. If you hold serve at home and you pick up a few of those wins on the road, you don't have to sweep it or anything. You know, you have a chance to, you know, come out of this with, um, you know, like 14 and 4, 13 and 5 in the SEC, which will get you in championship contention, which should get you a double buy in the SEC tournament, and which should position you pretty well to be, you know, maybe even a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, if they lose tomorrow against Alabama, all hope is not lost. But, um, you know, the team really knows they've they look at each other and say, hey, if we want to have a chance to win a championship, we need to we need to win in this building. And so I think it starts there. But on the road, I don't expect Auburn to sweep. I don't I don't even expect Auburn to win maybe even the majority of their games on the road. But they need to win. They need to win a, a few of them to feel you know pretty good about where they stand. And then, Ferg, turning to football, of course, so we alluded to it a little bit last week in our conversation that you never know if the staff movement is clearly or is ever really over. Of course, it was not over. Jeremy Garrett taking a position defensive line coach in the NFL. So Auburn now searching for a defensive line coach. What can you tell us on, on uh, any names that might come to mind or, or what type of guy they're going to be wanting to fill this role? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, you know, don't have a whole lot of info on that with Jeremy Garrett moving um, on to the NFL, which not a surprise. He was used to be an NFL coach. He did a really good job there, and he's obviously very well respected in the industry. 
Um, you know, I, I think there are going to be a number of options. I think, you know, my thing is when you look at potential hires for the staff, I would look at one of two things. One, familiarity with Auburn or a familiarity with either Hugh Freeze or the guys that Hugh Freeze is turning to to lead his defense, right? So the big thing that Hugh Freeze has talked about this offseason has just been everybody be on the same page, communication, um, you know, kind of just everybody talking the same language uh, when it comes to, you know, coaching and, and, and what they want to do. Um, that's obviously been a big deal for him on offense. I think on defense it can continue to be the same way. Just people who either know this place or know the expectations or know, you know, kind of the way that Hugh Freeze wants to run the show. I would look at either of those options and, you know, I'll be I'll be curious to see what they end up with because they've got, you know, there'll be there'll be a number of names I'm sure floated out around there. Auburn has not been in like a crazy hurry to fill a lot of these roles here in the off season. Um, you know, they've taken their time, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do that again. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Justin, as always, we certainly appreciate the time. What can our listeners find over at the Auburn Observer here with another big basketball week ahead? Yeah, so tomorrow I'll have a preview of this Auburn-Alabama basketball game looking at what Auburn needs to do to kind of turn it around in this matchup. Uh, today I wrote a story, kind of a column, uh, really, and it's free for everybody to read. You can go ahead and check it out. And just, um, you know, uh, this this season neither, neither of the Auburn-Alabama games are on Saturday. And I feel like that is just a real disservice to this rivalry. And the majority of these games have not been on Saturday. And, you know, Saturday games are just the best, in, even in college basketball. And so I wrote a column about that and while how this rivalry needs to be treated a little bit better from the TV networks, um, you know, to the point. I did a film room on Monday about Jedi Broom's big half, or big game, really, uh, against Ole Miss. You can check that out as well. And then plenty of stuff coming up later this week, and I'll be heading to Gainesville this weekend for, for Auburn, Florida. So we got a ton of stuff on the site. AuburnObserver.com, sign up there. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer with us today on Sports Call. Again, Justin, as always, we appreciate the time, and we look forward to following along with your coverage of all the basketball this week and look forward to talking again soon. Yep, thank you, guys.